Hi. Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 7-13-2015. Hi, Alex. You've had another busy week. We spoke too soon last week. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, almost as soon as we got off the uh, podcast, it was right back to work. So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was. (sighs) Well, um... I guess just to fill everybody, it feels like everything has slowed down. So I, I am, uh, <laughs> like compared, by comparison to the earlier part of the year, I'm a bit off my game. Um, so forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, as uh, well, I guess this this sort of came out at the end of the week. Um, right. So. Uh, in case anybody in Massachusetts Massachusetts isn't already aware, um, there is a uh, hearing of the Joint Committee on Public Health tomorrow. It's Tuesday, July 14th at 1 p.m. Uh, and there is a pack of rabid bills that will um, destroy vaping as we know it. Um, that might be overstating it a bit, but um, oh, I don't know. They look pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, um, this was one of those. I was trying to, before I came on. I was trying to figure out what this reminded me of. Um, this was very reminiscent of Hawaii or um, Oregon yeah. that had just a, a a rash of bills attacking this from different angles. Mm-hmm. Which so, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I was just saying. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how they're doing it now. If we can't get you this way, we're gonna get you that way. Or hey, maybe this will work. I, and just I'm I'm so sad. <laughs> this is really ridiculous. The the kind of shocking thing. I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time going through each one of these bills. Um, we have provided sort of a digest on our call to action, uh, which will be linked in the notes to the podcast. Uh, so anybody that wants uh, a little bit of, you know, a, a breakdown, the, uh, um, the Reader's Digest version of, of these bills, uh, please check that out uh, on our call to action. But I did want to bring up that unlike uh, the other two states that I mentioned, um, we also have sort of a, a trio of not horrible bills, um, which is pretty good compared to what we've been seeing around the country <laughs> this year. Um, so uh, probably the one of the most uh, um, the, the in well they're, they're not really listed in this order, but um, uh, the first one to really, Bring make a point about is that uh, HB 3466 um, uh, we think could probably use a little bit of fleshing out to further define vapor products um, and and make a very clear distinction between you know vapor and smoking. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is one of those things that might fall under that you know clean minor ban uh, descriptors um, right. and. Uh, 
so you know obviously we're not opposed to that in fact i think we mentioned in our our, our uh, pre-written letter as an example of a bill that we would generally be supportive of mm -hmm. um, and then of course uh very fitting to massachusetts um, HB 1951 would prohibit local boards of health from banning the sale of tobacco. Um, so wow. uh, a, a little bit, uh, well, not actually too late for uh, Westminster, Massachusetts. Um, but uh, if, if, if people listening will remember, uh, Westminster, Massachusetts was the, the little town in Massachusetts that tried to ban the sale of all tobacco products, I believe, including electronic cigarettes, and um, the uh, members of the Board of Health got shouted out of their own meeting, and I believe had to be escorted out under what may have been armed guard. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, it's 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 almost kind of sad that Massachusetts has to pass a bill like this. Um, to prevent local boards of health from doing something so silly in the future, but welcome to Massachusetts, I guess. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> um, rounding out the pack of somewhat decent bills uh, is HB 1943. Um, and this is something that I think um, we will, going forward, would like to engage with the author of the bill. Um, and um, perhaps flesh out some of the language uh, similar to the prohibiting sales to minors. Um, right. But uh, this is more, uh, you know, tobacco harm reduction is a, much like the rest of the tobacco discussion, uh, this can be kind of a nuanced area. And so when people decide to make law about these things, even if you're just directing some sort of board of whatever to mm -hmm. conduct studies, uh, I think things need, very specific things need to be said, um, and uh, I think some some expert oversight should be involved. Um, I don't want to sign Carl up for a volunteer <laughs> gig, but, you know, if I could think of, it, you know, one of half a dozen people that I'd like to have on some sort of advisory panel to help develop uh, either the science or even the policy um, mm -hmm. regarding some sort of tobacco harm reduction program at a state level, uh, Carl would certainly be one of my first choices. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, so there's that. Uh, so, um, again, Massachusetts has I um, wouldn't count them up here. Uh, seven bills, I believe. Uh, two of them have companions in the Senate. Um, so let's just call it nine bills that are going to be heard in this committee hearing tomorrow. Um, and it's only seven o'clock on the East Coast. So uh, if you're in uh, the wonderful state of Massachusetts and you haven't already taken action, please do so now. Um, and I, I lost the post. I saw that Greg Conley had posted something somewhere. Um, I do believe he is flying in to uh, yeah. testify at this hearing. Uh, and he had provided sort of a, uh, a breakdown of each bill and some talking points for people to mention in their testimony. Um, I don't know if you saw that. Did you, did you catch that today? Um, you know what? No. Um, 
Not today, actually. Um, believe it or not, I actually do a lot of prep work for this show. So when I come home on Mondays, I, I spend a lot of time doing that. But hang on. Um, it's not like I don't follow Greg around. So let me see if I can find that link for you. I, I believe you, so, by the way. This, I might this. be able to, which would be a wonderful thing. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I believe you. By the way, and this would probably be another excellent time to throw in a little plug for uh, the daily nicotine. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, um, that uh, there's there's a lot of stuff you read that is just um, pretty terrible. Um, yeah, it's not on Facebook, so maybe he put it on Twitter. Um, or uh, it Twitter. was it, 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 it was on Facebook. I don't know if it disappeared. Um, perhaps it was a little too revealing. Um, but uh, needless to say, um, there are some uh, very specific yeah. notes for people to hit. And uh, so anyway, if you're going to be <laughs> testifying uh, tomorrow, I would recommend getting together with Greg or um, I believe Chris Prost from Massachusetts Safada uh, mm -hmm. will be there. Um, I, I don't. I, I again. I hate to sign people up for stuff whether or not they're able to make these things, but um, <laughs> I would just assume that he's going to be there. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, those two folks will be should be in attendance, and I would look for them to you know double check and make sure that everybody's got their ducks in a row. Right. Uh, so. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know if Massachusetts broadcasts these things. A lot of state legislatures, um, you can find the, the live hearing stuff online streaming. So uh, this should be an interesting thing to uh, listen in on or watch. Um, encourage everybody to check that out if you can Google it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, it... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying that um, it, Massachusetts, and I, I think I've talked about this before, Massachusetts is particularly um, insane, mostly because so much, all of their governors have joined this sort of group that makes some sort of money from these things. Um, and they join together. They also have, you know, the universities up there make quite a lot of money from anti-smoking research. So it's kind of in their interests to jump on the anti-everything bandwagon because there's a lot of money in it for them. And you can tell just by the plethora of bills that they've tried to pass this year and there have been a ton of them. <laughs> it's um, a scarily determined sort of place. Yeah. That's pretty much all I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, thanks for the insight. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, not to leave, well, leaving Massachusetts, not a moment too soon, um, on to Pennsylvania. Um, we received word last week, and this is actually more of sort of a common sense follow-up, um, something that we will likely put together this week for California, but 
uh, we have a call to action out for Pennsylvania. Um, this is an update to our uh, uh, governor's budget, 40% wholesale tax call to action. Um, because of the efforts of some uh, state level, dedicated state level advocates and uh, some other people, and of course, everyone who participated in our call to action, which by the way, this bears repeating, um, we released this call to action back in March, uh, mid-March, and mm -hmm. almost overnight, a thousand people in Pennsylvania were added to our roster. Um, so kudos to Pennsylvania. I used to live in Pennsylvania, so uh, just thanks, guys. Um, that's <laughs> That warms my heart a little bit. Um, and uh, we actually have just slightly more advocates on our list in Pennsylvania than we do in California. So uh, we'll get to California, but uh, just to just to drive that point home a little bit more too. Um, but uh, our call to action right now is to send a very simple and polite and concise thank you letter to uh, members of the Pennsylvania State Assembly. Um, and uh, of course, as always, we are encouraging people to include, you know, sort of a paragraph version of your personal story. Um, and we, we've sort of heard this theme that going forward, this is really important to put out there, um, uh, that what lawmakers in a lot of places are really interested in hearing from consumers is how these products have actually benefited you. I, we, uh, I think, have heard over and over again from the other side about how we're just anecdotes and you know if this really was a product that was helping people then this is something that uh senator leno in california was fond of saying is that okay. if these products are really helping people quit then why don't these e-cig companies go through fda you know medical approval and get approved as a cessation product um but in reality there are lawmakers out there who do understand that real world experience happens. Not all of this stuff is proved in a lab and that thousands, if not potentially millions of people are going to experience the benefits of these products. So it really is important for you to just break your personal story down into three sentences and, um, and, and include it in, in all of these letters that we've put out. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, our, our letter to Pennsylvania right now is three paragraphs long. So just, you know, slide your personal story in there, personalize it and, mm -hmm. and tell Pennsylvania lawmakers just how beneficial switching to smoke free products like electronic cigarettes and snooze or snooze um, have have helped you quit smoking and changed your life for the better. Um, and especially in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, where they were working to enact a tax on smokeless tobacco. Uh, it is important for them to hear stories about smokeless tobacco helping people quit smoking. Mm -hmm. So uh, so absolutely, even if you don't vape, this, this call to action is for you because uh, the, the smokeless folks were, were, were dodged a bullet on this one um, yeah. as well. So uh, that's Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs>
right? The, the coffee's kicking in, so I'm, I'm like liable to get a <laughs> bit wordy as we continue. That's um, okay. Sorry, Julie. Um, so uh, I guess rounding out the pack this week is California. Um, when did this happen? Wednesday. Last Wednesday, the Committee on Governmental Organization met and heard testimony from proponents of the bill and a large group of opponents uh, from the vaping community and the vaping industry. And for now, and I, there is emphasis on the for now, mm -hmm. uh, this bill is not going anywhere. Uh, and I would like to stress that this is not dead. It's just not going anywhere right now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there was sort of a late comment uh, towards the end of the week. In, in the midst of all of the celebrating that this had gotten beaten back, uh, someone had sort of quietly posted up that they had gotten word that SB 140 was coming back. Um, so really this is just a warning that um, just because it doesn't make it through this uh, particular committee hearing, there are still plenty of lawmakers in California that can pick up this ball and run with it. Well, I um, mean, and they can also just completely gut any bill they want and insert that language in there, correct? Um, yeah, actually, we saw something like this last year. I forget the bill numbers. Um, I seem to remember it was something about uh, vending machines, um, selling electronic cigarettes in vending machines, and okay. um, uh, I can't remember it exactly how it worked, but um, the bill ended up getting completely gutted stripped right. of all of the bad language but for a brief moment there it, it was it had some some definitional issues where vapor products were tobacco products mm -hmm. and and it was something that was sort of slid in at, at the last minute i'm not entirely certain if that's an accurate account but um yeah, yeah i think this, i think i remember that yeah um what do they call that a pump and dump or a gutting and a yeah, it, it, it's, I think it's like called a gut and stuff where they completely gut the wording of the language out of one bill and stick the wording of the language from another bill into it with the old bill number and try to pass it. I mean, that seems like something California would be all over. <laughs> yeah, you know, anybody who aggressively wants to get this legislation passed um, would absolutely, I wouldn't put it past them to do this. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, look for this to rear its ugly head once again. Um, I found it kind of interesting that uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, this bill, I think, would have uh, increased some of the uh, restrictions on sales to minors or made it a little bit more difficult to sell to minors, something like that. 
there were still some things that were left in the bill that I just kind of feel that if you're, you know, if you're genuinely trying to make some decent public policy, then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just don't see cutting and running, uh, you know, the, the parts of the bill that were stripped out uh, mm-hmm. by this amendment didn't completely destroy the bill. Right. So it, it just sort of, you know, we we watched Senator Leno argue with Stephen Dedak, you know, <laughs> back and forth about, no, the, the bill doesn't do this. Oh, no, it's not about that. You know, we're just trying to protect the children. And it, it's kind of funny that, you know, the most egregious parts of the bill were taken out. It still would have, you know, ostensibly protected the children. Um, right. But it, it's you know, he lost the parts that we had the biggest issue with, or at least one of the parts, and mm-hmm. just sort of threw his hands up and walked away. So, well, yeah, but that's that's not when it's ALA language or or anything like that. That's not a new strategy. We've seen it before. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just what they do. The American Lung Association wants this stuff gone. You know, the ALA, the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, we've seen, you and I have seen their legislation, and it's patently horrible. And once all the stuff that they think is really important is stripped out, they just throw up their hands and walk away, Um, which I I don't know what it gains them. It it makes them look like hypocrites. It really makes them look terrible. Yeah, and there's... um there's some other stuff going around. It's just, it's just sort of a, a tangent that I'm about to go down here, but um, I feel like I've seen at least the past few days. Um, there are, speaking of people looking silly, um, it, it's uh, I, I, the, the propylene glycol found in antifreeze talking point is starting to come back again. Um, well, but it, I mean, it, it's, it's found in pet-safe antifreeze. If you don't want your pet to die and you have a leaky radiator, that's the antifreeze you use. But PG's used in ice cream, for God's sake, frozen dinners. It's it's in your child's nasal drops. It's in your eye drops. We bathe in it. We're marinated in it. It's in everything. <laughs> we can't freaking avoid it. <laughs> yeah. So, I again, I, I don't... Uh... I, I guess they're just sort of preying on the weak, the weak-minded, weak-willed at this point. Um, and it's uh, I, I, just to kind of, I guess, to dovetail a bit on on the, the, the alphabet groups. Um, this sort of in, this this deeply ingrained hypocrisy that mm-hmm. we see in the policymaking phase. Uh, it's, is also, I, none, I, I don't know how much of this is attributable to them, but there are some other people that seem to be arriving at this party a bit late. Some of these mm-hmm. folks are really just producing some clickbait and, and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. um, I, and I, I feel like I've seen this from a couple of policymakers recently. Um, the old, <laughs> the old, you know, excuses, no, the old like scare tactic talking points that we saw this time last year or, you know, over the past two or three years have started to come back. Well, Um, it's, but the rest of their scare tactic stuff isn't working. So they go back to making, to promoting chemophobia. 
yeah. promote a fear of chemicals because everyone's afraid of chemicals because everybody's on that all natural kick, right? But even natural stuff's made of chemicals, right? Yeah, and it's and it's all <laughs> modified too. So, yeah, you know, I guess we're just doomed. I, <laughs> I can't even just reduce myself to a diet of cardboard because that, you know, was probably produced unethically by <laughs> whatever. So you know, but it is. These are talking points, though, that we we see throughout society. You know what I mean? Natural is better. And in some cases, that's true. Um, you shouldn't ingest extra chemicals. And for some people, that's probably true. But you can't really go around avoiding them. They're there. They're in the air you breathe. They're in the air you exhale. We exhale formaldehyde, for God's sake, on a regular basis, just by breathing. You can't avoid formaldehyde if you're exhaling it. You make it. You know what I mean? So I just, a lot of the scare tactics that we see are, are just, like you said, they're preying on the, and it's not weak-minded, but I think it's it's preying on the uneducated. And we, I know in the beginning, not just CASA, but, you know, other groups I was involved with, we went through a lot of research and a lot of, we went through a lot of the science ourselves to try to prove to vapors that this stuff wasn't hurting them. And I think we successfully proved it and we successfully shut down a lot of these scare tactic talking points and yet they're back again. So that tells me if you're seeing it in like a cracked.com video and you're also seeing it from politicians that there's government money behind that. I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but if you look at the amount of money that the CDC has to pump into anti-tobacco advertising, um you would see why a lot of these stories are coming to the forefront again. I mean, you can just make a connection if you just follow the money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, I was actually going to, I, I, I'm trying to find a way to make it not such an abrupt shift in the topic, but um, uh, I, I feel like we've, uh, I've certainly run the course on, on the state level legislation for now. So but uh, speaking of science, uh, it's worth mentioning again that we are uh, currently uh, looking to the community for donations to our research fund mm -hmm. so that we can fund a study that will uh, go towards disproving the gateway effect uh, using low-risk, smoke-free products like vapor products. Um, and uh, we're looking to raise $7,500, which is not a lot of money. Right. Um, and I believe we'll probably be promoting this a bit more as we go forward this week. But uh, mm -hmm. just for now, at every opportunity, it should be worth mentioning. Um, I don't think I, I mean, I did produce a uh, bit.ly link for this. Um, we'll throw it in the notes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, oh, and I forgot to give a, sort of a federal update um, because this is a bit, uh, it's, it's a bit slightly beyond me. Uh, we are still, of course, asking people to send letters urging your um, uh, U.S. Congress people to uh, 
uh, not just support, but co-sponsor HR 2058, uh, which would uh, effectively change the grandfather date in the FDA's deeming regulations to allow for all of newly deemed products, including vapor products, to stay on the market without the burdensome read prohibitive pre-market approval uh, application. Um, but uh, at the same time this week, we saw an amendment pass in the House Appropriations, I guess it was the full Appropriations Committee, um, it is a, uh, uh, was it an agriculture appropriations bill? Mm -hmm. um, and there was a paragraph in there that, uh, I guess it doesn't, did it defund the FDA's ability to, Regulate. It, 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 to, 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 to set this grandfather date? Um, yeah, without money, I guess they can't enforce this particular uh, bit of, of the deeming regulations. Um, but uh, that amendment passed, and or, or no, sorry, there was an amendment to strike that out. That amendment was defeated, so the language was left in, and I believe the bill has passed through committee. There's mm -hmm. still several steps before this, you know, becomes law, but uh, it is progress. So we're again just because this one thing passed doesn't mean that we stop supporting this other thing. So um, for the time being, please continue to participate in our call to action for HR 2058 and mm -hmm. take some bit of solace in knowing that there are lawmakers um, who are approaching this from another angle as well. Um, so things are starting to look kind of encouraging. Uh, I don't want to give out too much hope, but... <laughs> Uh, that's that. Yeah. Well, I hear somebody's driving the ambulance. Um, that's a I, daily thing through here. I live in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I used to, um, when I grew up on the farm, um, it, it was, it was really an, a nice farm. And I probably shouldn't talk about this on the podcast, but eventually the state came through and seized a few acres of our land <laughs> And the front of my house was on a four-lane highway. So I grew up listening to ambulances and cops' cars and all that kind of stuff. It's, it was um, kind of jarring. <laughs> but uh, I still find that sound is soothing and reminds me of my childhood in a weird way. So, Yeah, I, I live in the most densely populated city in the country. So um, it's just all right outside my front door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, I think things aren't as bad as we think they are. Um, this, the state level legislation is horrible and it's hard to get people to, um, do stuff when you would like them to, but I think people generally care and I think that makes a big difference. So every victory, no matter how small, is gigantic. And we should celebrate the hell out of it. Yeah, uh, celebrate, uh, not gloat. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree to some extent. Uh, you know, hopefully good things happening at the federal level 
translate to more awareness at the state and local level. Um, obviously, we've had hundreds of communities, hundreds of municipalities throughout the country uh, adopt uh, bad vaping regulations. And I actually went as far as to respond to somebody in an email this weekend. Uh, I referred to it as vapor control. Uh, yeah. If we're, if we're going to have tobacco control, we might as well start calling it vapor control, um, which is just an absurd notion. Uh, so oh, that's, let's, let's that's call it hilarious. what it is. That's um, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the vapor control folks have been out in full force <laughs> at the local level and, um, you know, fingers crossed that once the feds uh, finally come over to our side, which is that of truth and science, um, that the local folks will start to change their course, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, some good words at, at higher levels will embolden people, some of the local advocates, to uh, take the issue back up with their local folks and and amend uh, some of their local ordinances, and, and we can start rolling things back to a more reasonable bit of regulation. Hear, hear. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Here, here. Um, I'd like to thank you for coming on tonight, Alex. And I also want to thank you for everything you do for CASA and for the community. Um, if you've not already joined CASA, please go to CASA.org and join us. You can also join the conversation on Facebook on the We Are CASA page or the CASAorg.page. page. We Are CASA Media on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, and I think on Google+. Plus. So come on down and talk to us. We want to hear from you. Um, have a good night. Oh, um, and if you haven't already, share your testimonials with the CASA Testimonials Project. That's also still a very important thing that we haven't, I haven't really pimped in a while, but I needed to. Um, so come on down, um, talk to us, share your stories with us. Um, we love to hear from you. Um, have a good night, and thank you for coming on with us again this week, Alex. Thanks. See you next week. See you next week.